0: The Clean Love Project focuses on the metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Try not to breathe so heavily into the microphone because I tend to do that a lot. Do you really? Yeah, I'm like. "Ah, (laughs) "Ah, (laughs) "Ah." There'll be times where you're talking and I just see, like, my microphone going. (laughs) 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 You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? I am Mike Bobbitt, sitting here with my lovely wife, Allison Bobbitt, and this is You Made Me Watch, the podcast where we make each other watch a movie the other one has never seen before. Yeah. We are married. And 11 years apart, roughly 10 and a half years apart. 10 and a half years. (laughs) Me being the much older and wiser one.
1: Rude. (laughs) Older, yes. Wiser, mm, Mm. hard to say.
0: This week, Allison made me watch The Notorious Rob Reiner Bomb, North. It did. This came out in 1994. It stars Elijah Wood and Mm -hmm. John Lovitz. It's about a kid who is ignored by his parents, played by Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. And uh, so he decides to become a free agent and uh, find new parents. Yeah. And along the way, he is kind of nudged along by Bruce Willis. Yes. Yeah.
1: Who's kind of like his spirit guide or guardian angel. Or, yeah. Yeah.
0: So this was a movie that you really liked as a kid. It came out when I you did. were about 12 years old. Almost 12. Almost 12. Yeah. So I believe you're the same age as Elijah Wood. Right?
1: I think so. Either that or we're very close in age. And young Elijah Wood reminded me a ton of my cousin Kyle. They look pretty similar. They both have, like, bright blue eyes, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood was born in January of 1981. Okay, so he's so, a little older. Yeah. but He's almost close to two years older than you. Yeah. Did this hold up for you?
1: I think so. I mean, I feel like the only things that really didn't hold up were just Kathy Bates as an Eskimo. Like, the Eskimo <laughs> parents were not played by um indigenous people no the
0: the husband is
1: the husband is sorry just Kathy Bates is not Mm -hmm. um and was wearing brown face which was uncomfortable and that was really the only thing that was kind of odd didn't really love it (laughs) but the rest I mean I feel like the rest of the movie really did hold up you know I feel like sometimes kids do feel kind of lost they don't always get the attention they want from their parents it's hard (laughs) you know parents have lives and you know they're trying to provide for you so sometimes they can't always give you like their focused attention and i can understand how a kid could feel neglected and absolutely and i certainly understand sort of feeling like it would be better if i had these other parents (laughs) but ultimately realizing like no these are like I love my parents. Yeah, they are the ones I want.
0: So this was written by Alan Zweibel, adapted from his novel North. Mm-hmm. Alan Zweibel is a Saturday Night Live writer. Yes. Who, you know, he wrote a lot for, for Gilda. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he produced the. Uh, documentary about her
1: oh did he oh wow
0: um I know he was involved with it he might have just been one of the talking heads in it and Mm -hmm. he was also really close with Gary Shandling he's the co-creator of the it's the Gary Shandling show yeah (laughs) this was the first movie that he really like was his big writing credit yeah he wrote Dragnet before this the uh Dan Aykroyd remake oh yeah Mm -hmm. but you know, this was adapted from one of his books, mm-hmm. and this review hurt him so bad. Siskel I'm... and Ebert agreed that it was the worst movie of 1994. In Roger Ebert's review, he used the word hated 10 times.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And even titled one of his books as a quote from his review of this and's why wife kept trying to cheer him up like she was researching negative reviews for stuff like gone with the wind and wizard Uh of oz like see reviewers get other things wrong too um Mm -hmm. he ran into a rabbi friend of his Mm -hmm. and the rabbi was like do you want me to sit shiva with you (laughs) (laughs) and then the rabbi friend tried to help him out by Showing him positive reviews that Mein Kampf had gotten. He's like, sometimes reviewers are wrong.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Bell also says that when he went to the premiere, he brought his parents. They went there in a a limo Mm -hmm. and he knew the movie wasn't going to do well when the lights came up and he saw that the theater was empty.
1: Aww. And he
0: still to this day carries around a clipping of Roger Ebert's review.
1: I really, to this day, don't understand why people hated it so much. I really don't, I really liked it as a kid and on the rewatch, like still like it.
0: I watched the infamous Siskel and Ebert clip about this and Gene Siskel's main issue was all of the stereotypes and the racial stereotypes. Like when they get to Alaska, it's sort of like a subdivision made of igloos Mm -hmm. and Um, But it's also a child's dream. That's what I was going to say. This is a kid's movie. It is. And I think because I started reading a bunch of the reviews today, I'm like, why did people hate this so much? And all the reviews I read for this were like people expecting When Harry Met Sally or Stand By Me or any of the more adult Rob Ryan no. movies where it's like fuck you like this
1: is a child this is a kids yeah. movie
0: his i believe youngest son was like 1 years old when 1 year old 1 year old <laughs> when he was making this movie mm-hmm. I think he just wanted to make a movie for kids he thought it was yeah. cute this was a passion project of his for like 10 years and yeah. he's was friends with white bell for quite some time mm-hmm. and you know this was a, a movie largely of like people putting their friends in it and stuff and uh yeah
1: and it's a hugely talented cast oh my god
0: the cast is extraordinary mm -hmm. but i i think all the reviewers were missing this is basically the kids version of it's a wonderful life
1: yeah i think that's a good way to put it yeah you know not realizing how good you actually do have it Mm -hmm. until
0: is it a dream is it not a dream You know, because one of the Bruce Willis's throughout it uh, gives him a lucky coin that he shoots. Yeah, he shoots a bullet through it. And Elijah Wood has it at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, was it all a dream? Or was it like, it's a wonderful life? You know, who knows? Yeah. But it's a live action cartoon. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to look at Trash Truck when we watch it with Benji with the same critical mind that I would watch Better Call Saul like why isn't Trash Truck adhering to physics that he had in earlier episodes he was freely flying before and now it's a big plot point like no you don't yeah let a kid's movie be a kid's movie
1: exactly and you know yes there are a lot of stereotypes in it but it was not the only movie exaggerating stereotypes in 1994
0: like right and You make things cartoonish to appeal to kids. To
1: kids, yeah. Like, it made sense to me at 11 years old. Like, yeah, this makes sense to me as far as I knew. Yes, you know, the indigenous people of Alaska lived in igloos. I didn't see a problem with it as a kid. And and honestly, I still, the Eskimo thing is a little eh. It would probably be done very differently today, but... It doesn't seem no like,
0: more cartoonish than the Dan Aykroyd Reba McIntyre.
1: Yeah, the giant Texans Texas going everything's
0: big and the best and the biggest yeah. and the best in Texas. Like you know,
1: with like guns and yeah, like it's the just
0: door handles and on the stuff. Stuff. Like, on the car. It's, on, it's cartoonish.
1: Yeah, it is because it's a child's dream, yeah. and I think that's part of why it's supposed to be so cartoonish. Is it's supposed to kind of clue you in? Like it's not clear. I mean, it's clear, but it's not clear. That he's dreaming this initially because it kind of goes the like wavy lines when he falls asleep in the department store. Yeah. But then it kind of clicks back into he's talking to his friend and telling them how he's kind of considering doing this. So you don't really realize it's a dream until the end of the movie when he wakes up.
0: Yeah. Like all of this is being orchestrated by his friend. Friend. Winchell. And the lawyer uh, belt played by John Lovitz, John Lovitz yeah. who are like we'll get able rich to, off this almost able to take over the world because of this yeah like clearly it's fantasy
1: yeah like this like this kid has an office in New York City yeah filled with you know giant arcade games hmm they're getting massages together like it's obvious this is obviously an extreme fantasy I think you're right. I think people probably expected this to be an adult movie and maybe it was just marketed wrong.
0: Maybe people just didn't know what to expect from Rob Reiner. Maybe. Up till this point, Princess Bride is probably the closest thing age wise, Mm -hmm. demographic wise that he made. And, you know, this definitely isn't Princess Bride at all. No,
1: it's not. But But it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it bombed so hard and that critics went at it, hated it. I'm like, don't you realize that you're, it's a kid's movie? Like it's, it's not for adults. It's Mark, you know, there's, it's one of those things that I think has Easter eggs in it that are for adults, like having Dan Aykroyd and Reba McIntyre and, you know, Julia Louis dreyfus and Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Like yeah. I think those were supposed to be there to be fun, but like even Jason Alexander's character, he he's like a pant inspector. Yeah,
0: he's number six.
1: He's number six in the dr- in, you know once the dream starts, and Elijah Wood calls him like he's envisioning his dad in like a cubicle where he's dancing, in like different pairs of bright pink, tuxedo slacks. Like that's not how pants are tested. Like no, there's all these clues that it's a fantasy. You know, that this is how a kid probably thinks that, you know, his dad's office looks like because he tests out pants.
0: My favorite sort of little Easter egg or like kind of sly joke in it is one of the families that North looks at is an Amish family. Yes. And they're played by Kelly McGillis and Alexander Mm Godenov, who were uh, two of the Amish people in the movie Witness. Which I was like, that is absolutely that is funny. hilarious. Like, I don't even know that they have any lines. It's just sort of like a sight gag. But, you know, yeah. they're the two leads. In in Witness. In, next yeah. to like Harrison Ford and Lucas Haas. Yeah. That is just such a good gag. That's hilarious. And uh, God, the Alaskan so dad was played by Graham Green, who is native Canadian. He was in Dances with Wolves. Yes, yeah. And uh, that Wind River movie that we watched.
1: Oh, with um, the guy from the Hurt Locker. What's his name?
0: Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a really great actor. Yeah. He was in. Um,
1: and did damn. they have Hawaiian actors for the Hawaiian parents? Oh yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I feel like the only one who's out of place is Kathy Bates, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. That you know, like I said, that was.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's awkward to see now, but. It's a thing that I'm sure would have been corrected had the movie been made.
0: Right. Now. Graham Greene was also in the TV series Defiance that I, I liked. It was sort of mm-hmm. like a, a sci-fi or a futuristic Western. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was really good. And he was really good in it. Cool. So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, shout out character actor Graham Greene, who is one of those guys who I, I really yeah. do enjoy seeing. Was he
1: the dad in that one that we saw with Jeremy Renner? The dad of the girl, yeah, who d- yeah mm-hmm. he was so good. Yeah, and he's not even in that many scenes, but he's so fucking good yeah. in it.
0: He's really good at both comedy and drama, Mm-hmm. which is why I really like him. As you should. Mm-hmm. And he's also in the Green Mile. Jason Ritter is in this,
1: or not? Uh, no, not is it Jason, Jason Ritter? Ritter. John Ritter? John Ritter. John Ritter. John. Oh god. R.I.P. John Ritter, who I loved
0: as yeah. a kid. I thought it was kind of funny that his. Real parents were played by Seinfeld actors, mm-hmm. and then the parents that had the best chance of adopting him were played by other television actors, yes. John Ritter and Faith Ford. Faith Ford was from uh, Murphy Brown, I believe, Yes, right? yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, nice little <laughs> thing in the Alaska segment, comedians, uh, well... Not really convenient, but uh, actor Abe Vigoda who was very <laughs> involved with the Friars Club, yeah. and Richard Belzer were both in the Alaska. We're both on the Alaska sequence, one, too. yeah.
1: I still had a really fun time watching this. Um, Me too. I think it's really cute. It's it's a great kids movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few awkward things just because it's been thirty oh, almost thirty years since it came out.
0: I wonder if Bruce Willis used to be. A cool dude because a lot of the cast of this was in either die hard or die mm-hmm. hard Two.
1: I feel like he probably was I think that I mean now I know that he's um, kind of ill so
0: yeah uh, he's but he was acting. notoriously a dick Um, i think that
1: probably happened later on like maybe like late 90s early 2000s i feel like he probably used to be very pleasant to be around yeah maybe or maybe he's just nice to other famous people i don't know yeah it could be one of those things
0: well he was uh i don't know anyway it doesn't matter and this is also the big screen debut of of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> yes.
1: She's the daughter in the In the family at the, in the end John Ritter In the John Ritter yeah. family And uh, one of the reasons that I thought That we should watch North Is because I was going through Like some BuzzFeed article I guess it's not really an article <laughs> Some stupid list on BuzzFeed mm-hmm. On BuzzFeed that was like, oh, like the first time you saw these famous actors and Scarlett Johansson was one of them. And it was like, oh, she's the, you know, the sister of one of the families in North. And I was like, oh, yeah, we should watch North.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, Elijah Wood has just always been talented.
1: Yeah, he was a great child actor. He really transitioned very nicely from being a child actor to being a young adult actor to being an adult actor.
0: He's always going to look 20 years old to me, though.
1: Yeah, I feel like even though he's in his 40s now, he still could play 25. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just one of those people. He's like my brother, where they just look incredibly youthful, no matter what, <laughs> which is not
0: fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it I isn't. I mean, I
1: guess people do, don't do realize that I'm in my late 30s, but I don't think that I'll <laughs> always have that problem.
0: I had the nicest compliment at the gas station yesterday.
1: Oh yeah,
0: that- um, wearing my Ween t-shirt, mm-hmm. and the cashier said, "What is that picture from? I've seen it before." And I was like, "Oh, uh, a band called Ween." And she's like, "Oh, yeah, my boyfriend really uh, likes them, listens to them a lot." Oh, and I said, "Yeah, I'm going through like my midlife crisis thing, only wearing band t-shirts and movie t-shirts of stuff I enjoyed when I was a kid." And she said, midlife crisis, how old are you? And I was like, oh, I'm 50. And she said, you don't look 50. And I said, R- well, thank you. Because when I'm out with my son, who's two and a half, people are always like, oh, taking the grandkid out. And she's like, that's just rude. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, and I told her, I was like, y- you're starting my day off very nicely. Aww. <laughs> Shout out to the cashier at the Speedway in Romulus, Michigan, bud. the airport by the airport yeah Well, that's. you know who i really liked in this movie who and i'm kind of bummed that it looks like he stopped acting matthew mccurley who plays winchell
1: yeah i looked him up too and i was like huh he doesn't even really have a picture up on imdb
0: no oh he
1: yeah but i do think that he still does some stuff but i don't know how involved i don't know that he acts anymore
0: yeah he uh he did a movie, the last thing he did was a movie in the year 2000 uh, called I'll Remember April with uh, Haley Joel Osment and Pat Morita. Mm-hmm. Oh, it must have been one of Pat Morita's last roles. Yeah, Pat yeah, Morita died so. in 2005.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what he does now. I, I was kind of looking him up a little bit last night when we were watching the movie, but... I didn't see, like... Yeah. Like, he doesn't really have a headshot or anything. No.
0: Two years after making this, though, he was in an episode of Seinfeld.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. At the end of the movie, Winchell and John Lovitz are like, okay, they're realizing that North wants to go back to his parents, like, his actual parents. And they're like, oh, no, that will ruin everything. Like, if all he does is realize that there's no place like home, then all of this publicity all of our fame is going to be gone no one's going to want us to be around to try out new parents so they send out a hit man
0: <laughs> yeah which played is, by robert costanza yes
1: which is so dark i'm like oh my god there's a man firing a gun at a child in a <laughs> child's movie which just reminds me like oh yeah like that's a thing that happened like in the 80s and 90s is that there was a lot of like guns In movies, like the Goonies and, you know, in this, obviously.
0: I really like the um, casual swearing in uh, movies like this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, where you know the kids were like so jazzed to get to say like shit.
0: (laughs) Right. So Matthew McCurley is on Instagram, but his profile is private.
1: Oh, okay. Um, You know, he probably just... Didn't want to be an actor anymore. Yeah. You know, lots of child actors are like, yeah, I, I don't want to live that life. You know, no, I can't blame them. And yeah, it's it's an immense amount of pressure. It's a lot of scrutiny on but how you look. And what a
0: stellar actor, though. Like he, he was had great. Really complex dialogue in this movie.
1: I know he had to really like. Talk like an adult through a
0: lot of it. For all intents and purposes, he is the antagonist. He is, he is yeah. the super. He's the villain. bad guy. Yeah. yeah, and John Lovitz plays his lackey yeah. more or less.
1: Which you know normally that would kind of be reversed, but it, mm-hmm. you know it's again it's a child's movie, so it makes more sense that it it went that way. And he's great. He's so good.
0: Yeah, that kid's good. And how great is John Lovitz in this?
1: John Lovitz is great in this, and he's such a goofball yeah there's a scene where he and winchell are getting massages and he's on the massage table and uh, a woman at the spa like brings him a drink and she's like sex on the beach and she hands it to him and he's like yeah what do you think about that huh (laughs) and she's like anyway so she leaves and then he starts to get like excited about something like not excited excited but right he starts goofing around and he starts doing a thing that a I swear like it's a thing a kid would do where you kind of
0: he's rocking he's
1: rocking like on his body like forward and backward like the way kids do you know where you just mm -hmm. make your body really stiff and you lift your chest up and then you're like you know yeah like a seal almost Mm -hmm. and he's just do but it, it doesn't seem like awkward or weird that he's doing it it's very silly
0: There's a little physical thing that he does. Alan Arkin plays a judge in this, Mm -hmm. and he throws something at John Lovitz. And John Lovitz's reaction to having something thrown at him (laughs) is so hysterical. It is
1: very funny.
0: I always think of Norm MacDonald on The Norm Show, I think it was a commentary for an episode, where he talks about how brilliant Laurie Metcalf was, Mm -hmm. that she could totally own a scene even if she didn't have any dialogue in that scene. And I feel like John Lovitz can just own Mm -hmm. a frame a film without even saying a word. Like there's just something like... Very magical. Yeah, Jimmy Pardo would always say about people. It has funny in his bones.
1: He does. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... Yeah, sometimes his reactions or just like his mannerisms or gestures are even better than what he's saying or not saying
0: yeah and i know a lot of people think well he you know does one thing and he does it well you should see him in the movie happiness oh my god
1: he's so good in oh that oh
0: my god what a a big turn <sighs> for john lovitz he can do drama yeah so
1: y'all can shut it yeah. when
0: he moved to la penny marshall let him stay at her house and until he got on his feet to make it as oh, an actor. Nice. And then she put him in League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Penny Marshall and Rob Reiner were a couple. And, yeah. you know, Rob Reiner puts him in this. And when John Lovitz was in college, he was roommates with David Kudrow. They were buddies. They went backpacking around Europe. And David Kudrow was like, hey, man, my sister wants to be an actor too. Uh, could you talk to her? And John Lovitz was like, hey, let me help you out. Anything you want. I will totally support you. I will back you 100% Mm -hmm. and became like a mentor to Lisa Kudrow.
1: That's so cool. Yeah.
0: And um, ah, (laughs) this is also now going to get a little dark, um, but also in the field of talking about how great John Lovitz is. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is also the one film role of Bryn Hartman, the late Phil Hartman's wife, yeah. who killed him and herself. Yes. Apparently, Andy Dick gave the cocaine uh, to a Bryn Hartman who was in recovery.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, she was on cocaine when she yeah. shot Phil Hartman. And didn't John Lovitz? John Lovitz yelled in public at Andy Thought he Andy almost Dick beat his that. ass. And then a little while later, like years later, mm-hmm. Andy Dick went up to John Lovitz and said, ooh, I just put the Hartman hex on you. John Lovitz, who's actually a big guy. He's 5'10". Oh, OK. Took Andy Dick's face and slammed it down on the bar.
1: Fucking hell yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Just in one blow, beat the living shit out of Andy, Andy Dick. Andy
1: Dick, yeah. I don't condone violence, but... If you're going to say something absolutely yeah. awful like that to someone and they hit you, you kind of were... That's Phil that. Hartman
0: was like a big brother to John Lovitz. Yeah,
1: he was devastated yeah. when Phil Hartman died.
0: This is how Phil Hartman got on Saturday Night Live. John Lovitz worked with him in the Groundlings, and he told mm-hmm. Lorne Michaels, who loved John Lovitz, he said, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you need to take a look at Phil Hartman. If you think I'm good, this guy is even better better
1: yeah
0: how selfless yeah is john Lovitz?
1: i've i've always heard that he's very sweet and kind um mm-hmm. you know i think some shitty shit has happened to you know like losing your friend like that i'm mm. sure it's been absolutely devastating and you know you lose people but i've i've never heard anything bad like i've never heard him you know being an asshole to anybody
0: yeah i it- guess
1: i i I hope I never do. Yeah. I loved his show, The Critic.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was such a fun show. This is one of those lost opportunities of mine. Uh, John Lovitz had a comedy club on the Universal yes, City Walk. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And I was there during the day with someone. I think Brenton Biddlecombe or someone mm-hmm. like that. Lovitz was in his office, but on the phone or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so I, I feel bad if it wasn't Brenton, but... You know, anyway, that's not important to the story. But whoever it was was like, hey, you want to wait around a minute and uh, say hi to John Lovitz? And I was like, "Eh, nah, I really wish I had.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know. I kind of get nervous about like meeting someone famous where.
0: It wasn't that I was nervous. I was just sort of like, I don't really give a shit. Like, which. Which you did, but you didn't like. I don't think I did at the time. I think I am as guilty as. Many people in Hollywood where I just really got up my own ass and thought I, you know, had an inflated sense of Mm self-importance when I was out there. And nowadays, oh, my God, I would love to, like, meet John Lovitz and just tell him how phenomenal he is, not just as a comedic performance but as a dramatic performer yeah. and uh and as a human being you know what a, yeah. a stellar dude you know I, yeah i would love that opportunity now but i think if i had met him back then i'd probably just been like oh hey man yeah like an snl wouldn't <laughs> you know,
1: like, have yeah, yeah wouldn't have really yeah. enjoyed it the way you would have now
0: yeah i probably would have just been like hey thanks for the club it was a fun club to perform at. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you get people walking in and walking out. But, you know, it was a big, beautiful stage. Yeah. It was laid out a little weird where the entrance to the club was to the right of the stage. Oh, yeah.
1: So you kind of walk in like, and you're... And And you're you're,
0: like, everyone in the audience is facing you as you walk in the door. So you're like,
1: hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little odd, but you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. But it was fun and yeah. you know he hey he gave a stage with an audience built in cuz mm-hmm. it you know heavy traffic there to a bunch of aspiring comedians so that's yeah. pretty cool
1: yeah i think there's a lot to be said about that kind of thing you know that he's still someone who wants to give everybody a chance you know yeah which is very kind and sweet
0: yeah well i did look ahead of time and i i did see that this was a notorious bomb so while i was initially excited to watch this because i knew very little about it other than the cast mm-hmm. i did start to get nervous but i do have to say after watching it i am very glad that we watched north and i enjoyed it quite a bit
1: good i'm really glad cuz i i still i maintain i don't understand why this bombed i really don't get it i still think it's really enjoyable if you didn't see it because you heard it was a um, bomb i still think you should check it out yeah it's again a-
0: It's a great kids' movie. Yeah, it's a
1: kids' movie. Don't go in expecting, you know, oh, it's going to be a great, funny comedy, you know, for adults. It's it's not that. It is a kids' movie that has some fun stuff in it for adults to see, too. Yeah. You know, which I love that in kids' movies where, you know, they make them so that there's still some fun stuff for the adults who are most definitely watching it with you, you know. Check it out. It's on... um, Amazon prime um you do have to rent it, but I'd say it's worth the the three ninety
0: nine yeah absolutely yeah i I don't see why not uh this is kind of sad too. John Candy was originally cast as Pawtex. Mm. and uh really wanted to work with Rob Reiner because um he was a super fan of his, but John Candy kind of read the script and was like eh, it's kind of uh kind of insulting mm. and ended up dying. Uh, before really getting a chance to ever work with him
1: well yeah john candy died at what like 35 or something i know he was like very young no he died at 43 still very very young
0: oh yeah definitely he's 37 when he's in planes trains and automobiles
1: (laughs) beautiful i love it
0: i'm looking at a bearded photo Of John Candy, and I feel like Haley Joel Osment is growing into John Candy. Oh my God, hold on. they both have the same odd...
1: (laughs) Yeah, the same face, kind of.
0: Yeah. I just re-listened to a little blurb of Alan Zweibel on the late Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, Mm -hmm. because I remember that Gilbert would constantly give him shit about North. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Alan Zweibel told a funny story about how he was in a restaurant and Roger Ebert was there and it was the fall and Roger Ebert was wearing this sweater with like all the fall colors in it. Mm -hmm. Ebert's review was basically like, I hated, 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 hated this movie. I hated it so much. I hate everything about it. So, uh, Ebert went to the bathroom and Zweibel was like now's my chance and he said he was walking to the bathroom behind Ebert and he was he had like an out-of-body experience where he's like holy shit what's Zweibel gonna, Zweibel's gonna do uh-huh. in, in, when it gets into the bathroom and uh when they were both next to each other at the sink washing their hands Zwybell looked at Ebert and said Roger and Roger Ebert tried to place him he goes Ellen Zwybell, and all the color drained out of John, uh, out of Roger Ebert's face. And this <laughs> said, "That sweater, I hate it hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I hate everything about it." And then they both started laughing. That's
1: hilarious.
0: Yep. So I think it's funny that it ended up being a good laugh for his
1: That's good. Yep. That's good that it ended up being, you know, at least a thing where they could kind of connect and be like Mhm. It's, it's fine. Like, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had a good sense of humor about it when they bring it up. Uh, so I Bell was like, oh, I forgot that I wrote North. And Gilbert's like, well, I'm going to remind you about it every five minutes. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. That's silly. All right, well, thank you so much for making me watch this. No problem. I'm really glad that you liked it. Yeah. You anticipated me not liking it. I, I
1: wasn't sure how you were going to feel about it because- I don't know. I feel like anybody else that I've ever brought it up to has been like, oh, yeah, that movie's terrible. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, So I I didn't know how you would feel about it. And um, I thought you might not like it. But I'm glad that you did end up liking it. It
0: kind of reminds me of stuff like when we watched Chappie. And we were like, oh, that was really fun. Or The Boy. And we're like, hey, that was fun. (laughs) That that was great. And then the movies come out and all the reviewers are like, that movie sucks. And then you and I were like, We, I, I thought it was a good one we,
1: we liked it I don't
0: understand I feel yeah. like a lot of times people just read a review and go oh I guess this movie sucks and then they go in expecting it to suck so
1: yeah so they just find things wrong with it or they just don't see it because they're like eh it didn't get very good reviews I'm not gonna go see it yeah
0: which stinks and then I guess sometimes you agree with the movie reviewers like uh, you hated Cherry 2000 it and did. it cost millions and made thousands. So. Well, sometimes, sometimes movies are bad. All right. All right. Well, if you saw North or if there is a movie that everyone agrees is shit, but it's something that you feel everyone else is wrong and you enjoy it, please let us know because that's exciting to me. Yeah. What movie is universally panned that you think is really decent and worth watching? I'd like to know some of those.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So let us know in our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram where Mm -hmm. Allison posts pictures of the movies that uh, we talk about and are going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is something that we do to have something to create together that isn't a living, breathing, pooping human being. (laughs) And uh, it really makes both of us feel really nice and warm and tingly seeing that other people are enjoying this yeah too. yeah
1: I'm, and, I'm glad you, know, that
0: you like we it. have a handful of friends that listen to it quite a bit but i was just looking at numbers today because i uploaded uh mm-hmm. the last episode and i'm like damn <laughs> a lot of people are listening <laughs> again so yeah, uh
1: yeah and i so i'm um, Appreciate it so much. Like, thank you. I'm really glad that you're having a good time because we're having a good time making it. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're certainly not film critics and, Mm-mm. you know, we shoot from the hip and, uh, you know, so a lot of you are just listening to the opinions of a couple of people that you don't know and uh, I'm glad that you find us charming enough Yeah, that uh, you care about our feelings or um, that you like the movie enough to uh give us a chance and, yeah. uh, you know, so cool. Thank you, everyone. That's, yes. I guess, what I'm saying there in a very long winded way.
1: What? You're never long winded.
0: <laughs> mm, love you. Long winded was my Native American name. <laughs> How dare you? Canceled. <laughs>